Hey, Cancel fans. Thanks for tuning in. Big, I really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Just want to give you a heads up if you like this. Myself and Kath Barbadoro and Ralphie Hardesty, who've heard on the podcast in the past, have started a new show. It's called Wig Snatchers, where we just talk a bunch of shit about politics and pop culture and internet buzz articles and whatever the hell we feel like talking about. It's real fun. It's real loose. Uh, so I think you should, I think you guys would like it. Give it a listen. It's right now on Podbean at wigsnatchers.podbean.com. That's wigsnatchers.podbean.com. You can also hear it too. It'll be on iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff within a day or so. Uh, I just want to give you guys the first heads up. So give it a listen. Tell me what you think if you like it. And uh, if you don't, keep it to yourself. <laughs> this is Chris. Tune in. We're doing vinyl next after we finish this run of American Gothic. Thank you, guys. Welcome to Cancelled. We're hey. back. American Gothic season one. Season one. They're all season they're one. They're all season one. It's the premise of the show. Episodes. Episode 15, 16, and 17. That's Sarah June. That's what I meant to say. Hello. How you doing? Doing good. Yeah, we just did two in a row, so let's not pretend that we didn't. Uh-huh. Well, well, nothing well, new was happening. When we had lives. a break, I ate some gummy bears. That's true. So that's a new thing in my life I wanted to plug. <laughs> they're Haribo's, which I respect. Only oh, acceptable yeah. gummy bears. Those are the only, yeah, the only good ones. Yeah, if you're gonna put, bring me some fucking horse shit off brand gummy bears, no. the consistency's wrong. I don't, Do you want some? Oh, I'm good, thank you. Okay. Um, I got a beer. They don't Not, really go only great only the beers. finest. <laughs> yeah, Lone Stars and Gummy Bears. Let me name of my album. Uh, episodes 15, 16, and 17. These are a crazy bunch of episodes. Holy they shit. They ramp it the fuck up. In ways that I never saw coming and don't make any, don't sense. Make any sense. And what the fuck is going yeah. on? Okay. Let's start with the fact that episode 15 opens with Caleb, Caleb being electrocuted. electrocuted. Um, okay, here's the thing. So Caleb is in. After the first two minutes of this episode, yeah. I stopped and went back and watched the credits okay. because... I was like, who the fuck wrote this episode? It's yeah. not a person that's written any episodes yeah, there, so uh, uh, Previous episodes, for sure. The name was David Kemper. I did a little bit of research because I was like, I wonder if he's related to Ellie Kemper. Mm. Couldn't find anything on that. So probably not, but maybe it seems, come on. Okay. But it, he wrote all of Farscape. Uh, and then okay. on the next two episodes after this, at least, and presumably, probably the rest of the season, yeah. he's listed as a producer for the show. And so I am very interested because I think this is his influence. And it is like the most hard-boiled sci-fi. Like, it's... It's the most genre. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's like a hard boiled detective type sci fi where every single line is a cliche of some kind, and a, a, a it, cliche or a horrific metaphor, a about horrific metaphor sandwiches. or a very bad pun. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then like, uh, okay, have you heard that Terrible movie Sun Sun Sprint or Sun Sun Speed? There's a there's a short film that came out recently. It was it played some festival and it was in, written entirely by AI. So they like uh. These people made, there's an AI algorithm and they fed it a bunch of scripts like right. blockbuster movies, action movies, kind of classic Oscar winning movies, yeah, and yeah. then a shit ton of sci fi movies. Right. And then, oh, it's called Sun Speed okay. and Thomas Middleditch stars in it. Okay. And the whole thing is written by AI. So it's a scene between three people and like nothing they say really makes sense, but they are sentences. Right. And the most repeated line in it, like imagine mashing up yeah, yeah. 40 sci fi movies. Um, the most repeated line is, um, I don't know. I don't know, and what are you talking about? Like right, they're consistently right, right. asking. Yeah. It's just really great. Like if you if you like reading horsey books or whatever, right. uh, you will like Sun Sun Speed. Okay. Uh, 
It's really fucking good. It feels like this was written by AI episode. Like, is that yes. what you say? Yes, what I'm saying is it feels like this episode was written by AI because every line of dialogue seems like the probably the corniest line of dialogue in one episode of the X Files, and they just took all those lines and made them into one episode of American Gothic. Uh, it opens with Caleb washing. Mopping the floor. No, no, he's mopping up. He's oh yeah, he's washing windows, like yeah. windows in the. But inside, whatever, he's cleaning windows in the police station for extra money. He yeah. literally has a, it drops the one line of like, "Who have thought making extra money would be this hard?" It's uh, so Marmaduke. That's bed, such a fucking family circus line. Yeah, yeah. It should like this episode should just have those dashed lines of him walking around the town, yeah, just following him it's around. Cartoony. Um, Ben, Deputy Ben is there, and he accidentally kicks the mop bucket, and Caleb's like, <laughs> you kicked the bucket! And, and, then, <laughs> and then Ben laughs, and then Caleb's like, you know what that means, right? And he's like, what? No, he's like, you kicked the bucket! Ben, and that's ben doesn't know the expression, you kicked kick the, the bucket, bucket. I don't understand. but he laughs anyway, <laughs> so weird. because Caleb is laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the exchange makes no sense. Yeah, it's, it's pretty the, great. Ben seems high, like Ben is like, <laughs> I kicked the bucket, <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't yeah. know why it's a joke. I don't, it's, well, also... Why is it a joke? Like, yes, you said he kicked the bucket. He didn't die, man. He literally just yeah, kicked the bucket. Yeah, like, he just makes sense. Anyway, um, Ben walks out of the room. This is this is all within the span of 45 seconds. Yeah. Uh, this is, now he, this is Caleb right. drops the, the sponge thing he's clearing the, cleaning the windows with. It knocks over a lamp and electrocutes Caleb. Caleb literally goes There's water on the floor because of the mop being knocked over. Uh, so yeah, so he's standing in a puddle, pool of water, water, basically, and he the goes, lamp, <laughs> lamp. And yeah, he, yeah, he's full on like, like pretend. Imagine what you think electrocution looks like. He does. Like, they should have done like the shitty thing they would have do in old movies, where uh-huh. there's like lightning bolts around him. Yeah. Like it's just the shittiest electrocution. But it, it had. I laughed so <laughs> hard when that happened. The only thing that made me laugh harder. Is in episode <laughs> seventeen, which we, or sixteen, which we'll get to. In a I minute. know exactly, and you know exactly what it is. But we'll, 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 wait, 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 wait. Okay, we'll get to it. But, but yeah, I laughed like, so hard. Just imagine <laughs> the most innocent, beautiful little child, just a beautiful. sweetheart of a little kid. Just he's worth, He's nine years old, and he's working a job to make extra money in what we can only assume is the summer. But then, no, because they go to school after this. No, not but, in this episode, but the next episode. In the, so no, this one. He's washing windows for extra money, and then he goes fishing. Right, and uh, and then the see the episode before that, everybody was wearing coats, <laughs> and there were pumpkins <laughs> growing in the yeah, garden. Yeah, and then at the episode after, this everything's completely out of whack. When's sure. Christmas? Never, no. never, because <laughs> that would require airing the episodes in an order that in made any some sense. Kind of order. Um, so he immediately has an out of body experience, which I love, and it's which the is worst. the only thing funnier than his electrocution. <laughs> uh, they. It's he, like that movie. Was that movie? Okay, it was based on a book. It's called like the Boy That Lived or some shit. And it's like about a kid who claims he had a, like he went oh, to heaven. Heaven and is whatever. for real. Heaven is for real. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he came out and was like, "No, I made all that shit up." Yeah, That's yeah. Trying to make money. Um, it's basically that he yeah. floats up to the top of the. Room, he's in some gray clouds. Yeah, he's in a cloud, and then Merle's there, and <sighs> Buck is there. Merle is really thrilled because he's about to fucking die. Here's the that is the creepiest part of this episode. So her. Th- Buck basically explains it, but her thing is, if he dies now, he dies innocent, and he won't have a chance to become, become what Buck wants him to yeah. become. But fuck you, Merle! Like, Don't you want him to be alive? Alive! And be alive. To yeah. be good, right? Yeah. No, it's fucking, yeah, that, like, Merle has, like, completely lost any semblance of being right. a character for good. No, she's so show. single-minded and weird that, yeah. like, she just wants him to not turn evil at any cost, which I get, but, like... Does it seems like it wouldn't count as a win for her if a child, you know, if he died, died as a child? 
And then also, but here, so basically, he's like Buck's, like take my hand. Both of them basically them tell him at this point, you have a choice whether you try to live or try to die. Right. And it's and it's, somehow it's basically exactly be... that movie. If I stay, uh, but where my... at the end, it's all up to her. Here's my thing. I don't know that movie. Uh, here's my point. He goes to he like takes Lucas's hand and goes back to living, and somehow we're supposed to buy that like that was the wrong choice. He's a child. If you put me that choice at thirty eight, I'm choosing. Li- I want to live. Like I, mean, I don't understand why we're supposed to. Like I get that it's Buck, I, I think but at the end of the day, like a child choosing to not die should not be the thing that makes him a bad guy. I don't think I didn't really I didn't read it like that. I read it as like not, in choosing to live. He chooses to live and to align himself with Buck. You know what I mean? Like, there have been times in in other episodes where Buck and somebody else, usually Dr. Matt, were vying for control of of Caleb over something. And sometimes Caleb says, hey, fuck both of you. Right. You know? But here's the problem. In this situation, if he goes, fuck both of you, what does he do? He goes, limbo or something? Yeah, Purgatory? Like, his only option was death and Merle or life and... Which kind of implies that life is the place where the devil lives and it's kind of hell. And in the last episode, or not in the last episode, but the um, the one with Artie, uh, there's a whole thing of Artie saying, I want to take people to heaven. You know, I want to kill all these people so right, they can go right, to heaven, right. and I can go to heaven, it's a better place. And then um, uh, Buck says, like, what makes you think you're going to go to heaven? Right, right, He's right, like, right, what right. if you go to hell? Also, what if you're in hell right now? There's yeah. a lot of that kind of talk, where he's trying to he's trying to talk Artie down, but I, it makes me wonder, like, is Trinity supposed to be hell? What the fuck is it? I think Trinity is still just a weird, shitty little town. Okay. I think I mean, it would be interesting if this becomes but kind a thing. Of, I don't think it's a hint, but I think they're trying. It's red. They're, they're trying to make those questions. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to make us ask those questions for sure. Uh, out of nowhere, there's a fucking weird kidnapping subplot. Some like like political. No, he's like a, a tobacco CEO. No, but the people that kidnap him are like doing it for p- vaguely political reasons. Yeah, but, but they're also think, they're just doing it for money, and they're using the politics thing. I think as a shield. You think so? I think so because they literally they're like that makes way more sense because the rest of it is just they seem just like yeah, just trashy. They're criminals. like crackheads. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. It, it doesn't. It's initially it doesn't, doesn't make, make a lot sense. of sense. The only thing interesting is that one of the kidnappers is uh, Sam Raimi's mother. Oh, it, which one is it? Ted. Is Ted okay? Yeah, yeah, the one who looks like Sam Raimi. Um. That, yeah, so that happens, and so, yeah, so it's just a flash. We get a quick little bit of that. There's and these three people pulling a blindfolded guy in a suit through the into, woods, into, and with, he's with trying to make a call to, to give his own ransom. Uh, and but they, they're like, but he's also going like, don't give him the whole amount. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, he's trying he's to not talk scared him out of it. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he thinks he can kind of talk him out of it. He doesn't want to lose money. Um, but yeah, they, they're know. putting him in some, you know, abandoned cabin in the woods to wait for the ransom money. And they put this guy, Ted, one of them, uh, in charge of uh, in charge of watching him in the cabinet, making sure he doesn't escape. Right. And then the other well, two will go out go to a meeting point to get, get the, the money. money. Um, this is a fucking and yeah, it's vaguely political because at some point he says like I never did any- I didn't do anything bad, and then one of them goes like hundred million people die of lung cancer. cancer. Yeah, yeah, You're responsible yeah, yeah, yeah. for all of it essentially, and so that's why I thought they were supposed to be like I don't know, like eco warriors. I or hear something, you, but you I, know? I think but nothing else petty. they do matches up. Yeah, with that, I think they're so, just yeah. petty criminals. Uh huh. Caleb fucking gets out of the hospital real quick for being electrocuted, like, the next day. Very close to dying. Um, and Buck's like, we're going fishing, son. Come on with us. Uh, they, they run into fucking Selena Combs, who I hate yeah. so much. Um, who is currently seeing Billy Peel, the new doctor in Great, town. They that came each other. During the epidemic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both horrible. They have a fucking chemistry with 
sack of potatoes. They're the most. But every time I'm supposed to buy this like heated love affair, they're just like your soup. You're both of them. Soup. Both you're, of them are falling you're asleep a bland in all of their seats. Um, there's a uh, basically they run into her. Buck convinces like Selena Coombs has a date to go to a concert. Yeah, with. he's like he's like, hey, come fishing with us or whatever the fuck. And, and she's, she's like, no, like, I'm, going to, I'm going to a concert. And fucking Buck's lying, which doesn't make any sense. A goes, band is concert? it a band concert? What other? What are you talking about? Well, she does say the symphony. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like I guess that, but. I was like, that's such an old-fashioned way it, to say a, a concert where there are bands. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, he tricks her into thinking that Billy Peel is blowing her off. Uh, they go to the cabin. There's a weird story about a... a he like, tells Caleb a story about like, a monster that lives in the woods where they're going. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they, um, he's like, oh, we can't fish in Trinity. We're going to fish in Simpsonville. You ever hear about this weird monster that lives in the woods in Simpsonville? Yeah. Anyway... Uh, let's go over there because that's where the big bass are. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, Caleb yeah. is so excited about fishing. So excited about has, bass in particular. He like he has really that likes line bass. It comes up a where lot he, where he talks about the bass in the skillet, and he is talking. By that trash point, I'll be fishing. cooking up bass in the skillet and whistling Dixie because he tells him like you'll be singing another tune, and he's yeah, like I'll yeah, be yeah. whistling Dixie, yeah, cooking yeah. up bass in the skillet. Um, he's very excited about the bass. Uh, they show up at the very cabin. excited about the kind of the camping. Like yeah, he seems he's, really he's happy. Too. Well, Caleb is clearly a, an outdoorsy kid. Yeah. Like, this is clearly right up his alley. He, they show up to this cabin. It's all run down, and it turns out to be the cabin where this guy right. is holding up. So they meet Ted. Out. Now, Ted has shot the hostage. From all the hostage to tried away. to run away, Ted, and then Ted, Ted, Ted shot him in the back. back. But he's, he's not bleeding dead to yet. Death. He's bleeding. Yeah. Uh, I love Buck in the face of danger is my favorite Buck. Because he so calmly and confidently doesn't give a shit. Yeah. To the point where he walks in and Ted's there with the gun on him and he just starts eating trail mix. Yeah. And Ted's like, is that trail mix? He's like, actually, it's more of a party mix. He's got like these little crunchy bits. Like he just starts describing yeah. the Chex mix that he's Wait, eating. Yeah. It's so perfect. And then he just walks up to Ted and he's like, oh, Ted, you're going to shoot me? And he just walks up to his gun and is like, shoot me. Like he's yeah, one yeah, of those, yeah. you know, he, know, he knows exactly what's going to happen. Right. And it kind of bothers me just because it makes it less tense, but it is sure. more fun. It's just more fun. It just it, it just makes Buck that much cooler. Yeah. Which is fun for the devil. He doesn't be need cool. to be. Yeah. Um, there's a great line. Uh, so he gets the gun. Then be biting in a little while is a, is a line that I wrote. Wait, say it again? Say it. <laughs> Where uh, Caleb says, the bass will be biting in, in a little, little while. while. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to uh, go on a bass will be biting in a little while. Um, he, uh, they get, he gets the gun away from Ted, of course he does. Right. Ted, find he, the Ted tries to take them hostage, and they see that he's got a half-dead man, and so, uh... And, and yeah, Buck literally, starts, Buck just snatches the gun out Buck of starts Ted. calling him half-Ted. Well, he's like, you, you half-shot this guy, and you half-took us hostage, I'm gonna call you half-Ted. And he has this great line where he tells, uh, he's talking to Caleb, and he says, you know what a conscience is? Yeah. And Caleb's like, oh, like when you do something bad, and it, it, it bothers you? And fucking Buck's like, well, not me, but yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I don't have one of those. I don't like, have that, but you're correct. Kind of perfect. Yeah. Uh, and he goes on to say that, like, Ted, he gives, also, he gives, Ted has a uh, Ted has a conscience, and that's his problem. You either need, right. like, we're talking, we're not talking good or bad, we're talking survival. Yeah. And if Ted didn't have a conscience, he would have shot both of us and be in Mexico with the money by now. But Ted has a conscience, and that's why this guy's bleeding out right. on the ground. But he doesn't have enough conscience to not shoot to the not guy. To not shoot the guy, exactly. So he's got half a conscience. Right. And he's like, you either need to be in or out. You mm-hmm. need to 100% or not. To. I really like that. It's very much the fucking, uh, it's, like, it's the, the karate kid. Yeah. Um, karate kid, do yes or do karate do right, no. Right, 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 yeah. It's just like grape seed. It's fucking Star Wars also. It's do, do or do not do, there's no try. Right, right, right. And he's like, well, you get a conscience or you don't. He's, he's very, like, it's so good or evil, so black and white. Uh-huh. And I liked this because right before I watched this episode of the show, I watched um, a, if you, so like Gary Cole apparently played Mike Brady in the Brady Bunch movie. Or yes. He played dad, yeah, yeah, dad yeah, yeah. Brady. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
he, if you look it up on YouTube, there's like a little montage of him and it's called like Mike Brady's Pearls of Wisdom or whatever. And it's him saying these like tautologies of wisdom where he's like, you know, the rules of the house and the rules of the house are that you have to follow the house rules. And that's why we have rules. And he says these things that are, I mean, the joke is that he's constantly talking circularly and moralistically. Right. And he does exactly that in this episode where he's like, <laughs> well, the thing about a conscience is a conscience is that like, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, this, yeah, like, yeah. I'm a dad and I'm giving you a lesson, but the difference between Mike Brady and Lucas Buck is so huge. It's really funny to watch them back to back. And that, but I, there was the a halfway next, point in this episode. This and the next few episodes are very heavy on the lessons. For sure. And then, the, at the halfway point of this episode, I was like, this episode stinks, I don't like it. By the end, I was kind of getting into, so this is an episode where Buck kind of turns Caleb. Yeah. This is the moment where Caleb goes 60-40 yeah. Buck. Caleb does a Murphy. thing, yeah, he doesn't murder anybody, but, but he does do something that Buck tells him to, to do. And it's not a good thing. Yeah. It's a manipulative. Um, it's basically Buck tells him go emotionally how manipulate. to manipulate yeah. people, mm-hmm. and he just does it. Now Selena Coombs shows up. God, I hate Selena Coombs. Selena Coombs shows up uh, at the cabin just in time to be taken hostage with them. Yeah, um, because she the, thinks that Billy Peel is there for some reason. She goes to talk to Billy Peel. He's not there. She gets taken hostage. Blah blah. Right. Uh, I don't know so much that she thinks Billy Peel is there as much. She as thinks that he's fishing. He's with them. fishing with them, and so but she goes she, to like give him peace of mind. But basically, she just goes she goes there to fucking see Buck. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two kidnappers show up and they've got him trapped in the house because they want Ted or whatever. Right. Blah, blah, blah. The other two kidnappers, nobody's come with the ransom money because the guy's dead. Now, um, meanwhile, but they're they're like, oh, oh, they're also they're dating. So of the right. kidnappers, two of them are men and they're brothers, and then one of the brothers has like a girlfriend. A girlfriend. Her name is like Jeannie or something. Well, well, anyway, so, so they're, so they're, they're, they're out by the road. The yeah, they start coming back. They want Ted. Um, they're pinning them down with gunfire. Yeah. Buck's like, I don't give a shit. Whatever. I'll yeah. fucking blow Ted's head off because that's Buck. Right. Um, but meanwhile, he's giving Caleb, he's like, look out there. That's love. And love is bad because it makes you do stupid things. Yeah. It makes you be selfish and selfless at the same mm-hmm. time and blah, blah, blah. And, so this oh, whole and then there's a really line that I love, which is at one point, basically Buck sends Caleb out to go like negotiate with the lady. Right. And uh, she tells him to, um, I think she tells her to like, Put, put his hands on his head or something. Yeah, he's like, kiss your puberty goodbye. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and Caleb's like, whatever that is. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of zingers in their conversation. And then at one point she goes, she just is like, on your head, fuzzbean. She yeah. calls him fuzzbean. <laughs> fuzzbean. So dumb. Um, Overall, I liked that. I liked that actress a lot. She she's did a pretty good, good job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Particularly by the end when she's like going yeah. crazy. Um, so, 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 yeah, so, so Buck is to- basically has told, like, so the, the two bad guys, the bad guy and the girlfriend split up. Buck gets the guy and it's like, Go fucking like go to the clearing, get the money, get out of here. You like basically yeah. convince them to leave. He's Ted, trying to, to he's Ted. trying to break up this gang of bandits. Exactly. He sends Caleb out to essentially do the same thing, and Caleb tells her like, "You can come in with us and have some of our tuna fish sandwiches." Yeah. And she's like, "I'm not whatever." And he's like, "Oh, because you know you're sleeping with your boyfriend's brother." Yeah. We told him that, so we sent them both out to this clearing, and only one of them has a gun. So she assumes like, "Oh, she's right." Like, whatever. He goes like, "I don't know what's happening over there, but it should be it's interesting because yeah, we yeah, told yeah. him about." We told him about you two. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. goes, what do you mean? And he goes, you know, no. you guys. Right. And then she's like, oh, shit, they're gonna, he's going to kill him. Right. And she she runs off to the clearing. And then Caleb kind of looks, has his first taste of having manipulated somebody into doing something because of love. Right? Right. And now, meanwhile, there's a shitty little side plot where Gail and Billy Peel 
go to the sheriff because Caleb hasn't called like he said he was going to. Yeah. And they're they, like, they, want, come, they, they come want the deputy at- to go look for him. And they're like, they're sure he's fine, whatever. And they go, fine, we'll go there ourselves. And yeah. they're going to drive to the cabin. So and Billy like and Gail have a little time together them. and it's very bad. It's real shitty. And they're like, I can't believe you're fucking Sheriff Buck. Well, I can't believe you're fucking that slut. <laughs> yeah. And that's literally the whole conversation. That's the whole thing. Um, meanwhile, back in the cabin, this show is the worst at sexual innuendo. It's either it's either just like, hey, want to fuck? Or it's the grossest, shitty, me- metaphorical. It's so, and this, uh, so Buck. Just, so you'll remember the Popsicle Girl, where there was uh, yeah, a teenager yeah, girl, who like, an old man was dangling a Popsicle so, into her mouth right, and letting it drip onto her face, open right, right. tongue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that was this, the last time we saw something as egregious as this scene. This is, uh, Sheriff Buck proceeds to tell. Caleb, All right, Buck and Caleb so are eating tuna, tuna fish sandwiches. Sandwich. They've offered they it to Selena. Selena says no. And he says, Selena used to love the tuna fish sandwich. She would lick all around the edge to get that excess tuna fish. And she would just nibble. And he's like looking her in the eyes. Yeah. And so she would devour that. She would open her mouth, mouth so wide. <laughs> it's the worst it's so sucking bad. a dick metaphor with a tuna sandwich I have ever heard. I can't heard. think of it a less sexy food. than a tuna fish sandwich. And the whole time. It's not even phallic. If it was bananas <laughs> or something, it would at least make sense. But it's literally a tuna what fish sandwich. Yeah. And he's like, Look like looking. He's her looking in at the her eye. intensely, holding his tuna fish sandwich, and he's been eating a tuna fish sandwich. So there's a lot of this noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like lip smacking noise. They're both smacking their lips, and Buck's lip smacking is so loud. And even while he's talking, while he's not eating, he's like licking. You can imagine. I imagine. Little bits of tuna from between his teeth. Oh, everywhere, right? It's he has nothing to drink. His mouth yeah, is so there's no dry. water anywhere. At one point, he says, "Like I would have brought a nice bottle of wine if I knew she was coming." Yeah, yeah. No, but Caleb, whatever. Caleb has two sodas. Thing. He could be drinking a soda. Yeah, for That's sure. That's what you do when you eat a. At tuna one point, fish he says, sandwich. "Can I get another soda?" He like yeah. literally, there's yeah. clearly lots of soda. Because yeah, uh, what, that was what I really liked is there's this whole scene where he says she would lick around the, to get and the edge of tuna and then she'd devour it. Oh, she was so happy and it was so good. And then Caleb, and then Caleb's like. Yeah, can I get an extra soda? Like, he's not listening at all. Thank God. It's just, thank God, lost on him. Thank God. And it's like, wait. Like, even Miss Coombs is like, this is a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then she takes the tuna Tuna fish fish sandwich from him and eats a bite and chews it very slowly and Mm. smackingly. Like, even even more smackingly. (laughs) Even more smackingly than he did. And that's the point, is that she's smacking and it's, I think it's supposed to be sexy, but it's tuna fish. Right. So it's not. <laughs> not sexy. It's never going to be sexy. Tuna, fish, tuna salad will never be sexy. Ever, 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 ever. ever, ever. Um, it doesn't smell sexy. It doesn't look, sound sexy. look sexy. It doesn't taste sexy. Yeah. Maybe, like, there's something to the wetness. I, no, I, never mind. No, 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 no. It's no. just disgusting. Stick with uh, a moose or fruit. Like, <laughs> yeah, traditionally yeah. Like sexy Classic food. sexy food. It's so gross. They could have brought um, cherries. I mean, it's, yeah, I guess it's the height of summer. Who gives a shit? Strawberries or something. Anything other than a tuna fish sandwich. Uh, what do you think? Okay, what's is a tuna fish sandwich or a peanut butter sandwich less sexy? Tuna fish. There's a smell Correct. involved. Exactly. There's clearly Good. tuna fish. Right. Peanut butter is gr- like sticky. Whatever. Right. Both it's of them have great. similar textures. Great, yeah. But tuna fish yeah. hands down is the least sexy. Um, the chick villain. Something happens where this is where I don't get confused, but I'm like not. 100%. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is okay. So at this point, they have sent all of these three bad people the it's fucking, a sort of different direction. right in different directions um and they're kind of just waiting and then um 
Buck tells Caleb that he can decide what is going to happen next and just do it with his mind. Right. He tells him, like, close your eyes, picture what you want he to says, have visualize. happen. He visualize. says visualize. He says visualize what yeah. you want to have happen, and it'll start to happen. And what appears, what here's where it's like, what the fuck for me. So what happens is she comes upon what she thinks is Ted tied to a tree. And she talks to him for a while. And she talks to him for a little bit. Ted never responds, but she's like, oh, thank God, I thought you were dead, blah, blah, blah. Now we can go off and be together. We can doing a be together. She takes apart the... Ted's not sexy, by the way. No, Ted is is Sam Raimi's brother. No Raimi is sexy. He's like a kind of nerdy, tall, lanky dude. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, okay, actually, we did skip one thing. She has, previous to this shown up, found her boyfriend digging up to find the money that they are, the part of the money that they've oh, yeah, already yeah. gotten. It, she admits to this affair that he hadn't known about yet. He, like, tries to hit her with the briefcase of money. She shoots him dead. So yeah. that's that has happened right. at this point. So now... She, so it's only her forward. and Ted left. Okay, she so this finds Ted tied to this tree. Oh, Ted, thank God we can be together, blah, blah, blah. She kisses him and she goes, oh, Ted, you've been working, you've been, like, sweating or something? You're yeah. real salty. And then it pans back, and you realize she's been making out with the corpse of... A very bloody the, corpse. A very bloody corpse of her boyfriend. She screams, reeks out, runs off yeah. into the woods, where she's attacked by the fucking unforeseen, like, the monster... Whatever that monster that previous. was fucking lazily set up before. So but, now... But the thing has, like, purple vision, and we never see it, even a little bit. No, no, it's just that... But that's a very R- Sam Raimi thing, where, they, like, in The Evil Dead, it's just that camera moving in the woods, and it's yeah. all POV and things. So that's very Sam Raimi. But here's where my issue is. That's what Caleb wanted to have happen? Yeah. Caleb, that's That's Caleb's fantasy, basically. Like, but also, like, let's say it's not a fantasy. Maybe it's his way of, like, fucking, like, I got an idea that I'll fuck with him. Yeah, yeah. That is a very adult idea to have as a child. It's a fucking twisted, gross thing that the child who's supposed to be our hero just thought of. Yeah. Uh, And the, the way they set it up, it makes it seem like it is supposed to be something that he decided... I'm going to have it go this way. He te- yeah. Uh, Buck tells him specifically. It's totally unnecessary. Visualize what you want to have happen. And, and then that happens immediately after. Right. I can totally see. I could buy Caleb wanting to have her get attacked by the, by the, the monster. monster. Yeah, yeah. Because that's very impersonal. He's, arse- he's also like scared he, of the monster. He wants to scare her. Mm-hmm. It's fine. He, he wants her to when be she gets out of the way. She gets like scratched in the face. It's yeah. not like she a horrible. Get killed. She hasn't killed her or anything. So that's fine to me. But that part with making out with her boy. Like tricking her to making out with her boy yeah. corpse. That is fucked. Huh. It's really fucked up. Um, it's not good. She shows up later again, grabs Selena Coombs hostage, and like, please just kill her already. Uh, it's never gonna happen. She's gonna be with us for the fucking end of time. Um, whatever. It's kind of that. There's not a lot to happen. That's at the kind end of it. Of they just they get out of it. Um, yeah. The deputy oh, you know what showed, happens no, though is Billy Peel and Gail show Billy up. Peel and Gail Billy Peel and Gail showed up. Uh, um, Caleb Caleb kind of does magic for good. Like at the end, the um. Oh yeah, he gets her to yeah. give up. So the at gun. the end, he gets yeah, her to give up exactly. The so the the um the lady has Coombs like with a gun under her head, and she says, "If you you just leave, I'm gonna shoot her." Um, and then Buck is like, "Oh, let's go, Caleb. Like, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, I don't Caleb's give a shit. Let her kill her, and yeah. then we'll then we'll kill her, and it'll be fine. And yeah, that's yeah. it. And then, and then Caleb, but Caleb is like, I don't necessarily want everybody to die. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, then he goes up and he kind of just kind of hypnotizes like her into gun. Yeah. yeah and he's like oh you, you don't want to do he kind of talks her down he goes i'm well, sure he, you- he flat out just goes hand me the gun and yeah she, it's but to me that's supposed to be ma- like a magical influence yeah. he's like jedi mind right. tricking her into giving mm-hmm. her the gun it's not so much that he talks her down yeah um and yeah that's kind of how it ends billy peel shows up and like takes care of the girl the, the female crook who's now yeah, yeah, cut yeah. from the monster in the woods yeah. or whatever and 
the deputy shows up and there's really not a great wrap up to this episode. I did really enjoy pretty much all the Caleb Buck interactions in this episode. Yeah. Those conversations are son. like kind of interesting and, and good. And then everything else in this episode is fucking dumb. Everything is very uh, weird. And, and that, this is this is the, the David Kemper produced this one also. And that tuna fish is literally, like, I almost want to, like, just, even if you don't watch these episodes, just go watch that scene. I want to, like, take it and put it on put YouTube. Put it on YouTube, yeah. It's just insane. Um, I don't know how it got through. You have to assume anyway, multiple it, it's rounds so of edits. Graphic. It is so graphic. It's so graphic and, and it's so poorly thought out. Wouldn't any? I'm okay. I'm looking at three pieces of food in your living room right now, and all of them are sexier than tuna yeah, fish. Yeah, and one of them's a fucking spaghetti squash, and it's still squash. hotter than fucking still hotter. tuna fish. Ugh. Uh, episode. Who wants some like a pre-masticated like sandwich? <laughs> essentially, <laughs> Ugh. but here's the thing: there are no sexy sandwiches. Sandwiches yeah. as a whole a are not a sexy food. The sexiest sandwich would be like a salami sandwich on a baguette because yeah. it's the most fat. That, right, right, right. Uh, episode 16. Who? Anyway. Write in your thoughts about what's the sexiest sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Write it. Please tweet at me what your sexiest sandwich is and we'll have a poll. Uh, episode 16. This one was my favorite. It's great and terrible in all the best ways. Yes. Uh, Gail shows up at Buck's office and is like, Buck, it's over. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I was thinking in the first place, but we're done. This what I'm saying episode. is, like, this Dave Kemper is like, we gotta ramp the fuck up out of these cold opens. Right, right, all right. the cold opens are just nuts now. Yeah, yeah, like, they yeah. really get into it. And that's literally how it began. Like, yeah. like She Buck's says, I'm leaving town and I'm taking Caleb. Caleb with me and fuck you, we're done, it's over. Yeah. And he's like, you think it's just that easy? She's like, yeah, I do. And she goes to Immediately, he impregnates her with his eyes. He looks at her and says it doesn't move. And then she's pregnant. He like, squints, you know, she he like squints grabs in her, her direction. Stomach, she's like, ah, Suddenly, she, <laughs> she makes this terrible noise. And that's yeah. then, and she has a terrible cramp, and right. she falls over. She uh, goes to the hospital. She's pregnant. She's got. An, she's getting an ultrasound. There is a nurse who is a different nurse from any of the nurses we've seen before. God forbid you should, you know, yeah, employ one person for more than two episodes for sure. And uh, and the nurse is like, "Oh, look at your healthy baby boy." And then she looks at the ultrasound. Well, well, well. Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Hold on. We have a bunch of no, stuff to discuss. Is- before, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're what, fine. Nothing, nothing I happens. just have questions before they look at the ultrasound. Okay. Calm, okay. Slow down. Okay. I just want to get to it. I get you, but please don't. Okay. One, the biggest question. She knows she hasn't fucked, right? Like, she never fucked Buck. I think she's supposed to have fucked Buck. When was she supposed to have fucked Buck? We've in seen the, all their relations, all their interactions. The one, in the, the closest in the time they fucked is in the yard. They're both fully closed, and then he has to take her to the hospital. Nobody's pants came off. You can't fuck with your pants come on. That's just not a thing. You can. You have to pull them down somewhat. Yeah. But no one did that. No I, one at any time. I think time, it's TV sex. It's, that's, I think even, it was supposed no, to be TV, TV sex. TV sex it covers them with a sheet so we can assume. But when you have two fully clothed people making out in a grass, we're not supposed to believe they fuck. We're supposed to believe they make out. It doesn't make a lick of sense that she's well, pregnant. I can see it doesn't make sense that she's pregnant because at one point then later she says, this baby is like... It's not me. It has nothing to do with me. Like, right. it's all you when talking to Buck. Uh, two. I, before they actually reveal the Sonic Ram, I really thought that it was going to be, like, a tiny little bug. 
like it would just be like a baby with Gary Cole's head on it. And I, I was like, please, please just have Gary Cole's head. I'm begging you. Uh, no, it's they better. Better. It's just an evil baby. <laughs> when they, it's, she, it's, she's she immediately looks at an pregnant. ultrasound. She's, like, fr- she's trimester. Yeah, there's an ultrasound. And then suddenly it kind she's of She's in her turns. first trimester, but they're doing an ultrasound and they're like, it's a little early for an ultrasound yeah. usually, but because this is, I don't know, they make up some excuse for what? why they're doing it. So, okay, this is what I love though, is, uh, the nurse is giving her an ultrasound. You see regular ultrasound. The nurse kind of goes to help Dr. Peel on the computer with something. Yeah. And then Dale grabs the ultrasound on herself. And starts, see, she wants to see it again. She's she wants to see it again. It She's giving it an ultrasound. It has a creepy it's demon an evil baby demon, face. demon baby face. And it literally, like, makes an evil grin at it her. It turns like its it, head and it, looks like, at her. It, raises an eyebrow. It, it, like, furrows its brow so it looks angry. It's, and stares at her. I laughed so, like... I yelled, my girlfriend was out here playing Nintendo Wii U that we just got, uh, and she heard me just yell, ha ha, what the fuck's up with that baby? (laughs) I just yelled it when it happened. It's my favorite. I laughed harder than I did at Caleb's electrocution. Mm -hmm. It just burst out laughing. And it happens again later in the episode, even even better, better, because the second time, it points at her and goes, Mama. <laughs> and this evil voice, because apparently you can hear a sonogram. Yeah. All of it is just the best. I love it. I love it so much. It's so good. They go completely Rosemary's baby. It's pure crazy. To, but then to a million with the weird CGI. Yeah, like, it's, what, it's everything that makes Rosemary's baby classy yeah, yeah. is what like, is destroyed. It's, it's destroyed by it's, this. It's magical and beautiful. It in looks every like way. the dancing baby from the fucking from dance. from Ally McBeal. It looks, it looks like, like the, the dancing Allie baby. McBeal baby, except evil. Yeah, uh, it's and fa- frown- it's just frowning, and its head is like so big, it's so big. It's a full size baby, full size baby. Um, and then Gail screams and drops the ultrasound, and she goes out. like, "Did you see that or whatever?" Yeah, and, like yeah, nobody yeah, fucking yeah. saw nobody it. Nobody saw it. Uh, okay, she, then, she's, bu- she yeah. tells Buck at one point, "You want to help me? Go kill yourself and do it right now." I love that. That added added do it right now part is weird. Like, you can just say, go kill yourself. Yeah. That's that's fine. Pretty harsh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Buck Buck is saying things like, you know, I'm going to do the right Right thing. thing They'd never say abortion until 30 fucking minutes into this episode. As I was like, what? He's like, you should go see a doctor. She's like, I should go see an abortionist. But that happens 20 minutes in. And I'm like, why didn't this happen in the first three minutes of the first episode? If I, like, her, she immediately knows she's pregnant with an evil baby. Yeah. Go to the, uh, me, you I go from the ultrasound directly to, to do fucking, directly to the abortion. Yeah, yeah, for Which sure. Which is to say, I get your car I throw myself drive. every day, yeah. every flight of stairs on the way to the abortion clinic just to be safe. Um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. There is a great moment Just drive where, the abortion spraying Clorox spray into your car the yeah, entire time yeah, 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 just to yeah, be yeah. safe. She's driving. So she's driving away. She's all fucked up. She sees Buck way down the road. Yeah. She slams on her brakes. It takes that car like 200 yards to stop. It is such a long screech. There's so many cuts between the screech, screech and, and the Buck, thing and the thing Buck and the thing. standing and emotion, motionless so, in the middle of the road. So long that I was like, you have to get your brakes checked, lady. Your car, that's dangerous. Like, that was the only thing I took away from that scene. Screech. I was not at all scared, but I was like, you yeah. are, you're going to get in an accident. Yeah. Like, it's dangerous to drive like that. How fast were you going on that road? <laughs> There's Shouldn't some weird interaction there where she's, Lucas is like, like she, like, okay, no, we so gotta talk about this car. because she, she gets goes out of the- back to the car. She is in the car that she just got out. She of stops the car. She stops it right in front of Buck. She looks up. Buck's not there. She gets out of the car. She looks to the front of the car. Buck is not there. Then she turns around or she walks towards the car. She sees somebody is sitting in the driver's seat of the car. Uh, it's her 
as a sexy vampire. Kind of. It's just her again, but her face is paler and her lips are red. And, and you know, vampire Gale turns and smiles kind of coy at regular Gale. Regular Gale is horrified. She turns around. Buck is there. And he just says more things He about says some how. shit about he's going to take care of the baby yeah. or whatever. And she's like, ah, here's my favorite scene in this episode. Well, that's not true because it's definitely the demon baby. But yeah. we find like, we cut to Caleb playing with little army men in his living room. And he's like blowing them up with firecrackers. Yeah. And he just goes, wars hail. <laughs> I love his first it. line in the scene. I love it so wars much. Wars hail. Also, he, you can tell he's gone bad. Who plays with fireworks inside? Yeah. You're a lunatic. <laughs> He's blowing up firecrackers on the rug. Gail comes in and says, like, hey, I need you to comfort me, basically. Well, like, what happens I is, won't like, tell she you walks why. in and he's like, what do you need? Yeah. Like, and she's like, what do you mean? He's like, I haven't seen you before. You walk in and you look like you need something. Like, he literally just says the Yeah, lines. he really calls her out for ditching him constantly and only going to- yeah. To fuck Buck. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. To fuck Buck and to just leave town without him just now, apparently. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Sure. Because at the beginning like, of the episode, yeah, she I says, I don't really yeah. even know you anymore. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my house. And she's like, is it family to comfort each other or whatever? So he's like, is it? I don't know. I never see you anymore. Yeah, I, I don't have a fucking family. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't have a family. How would I, I know a that? a boarding house that lets me let a fireworks inside. This is an unsafe environment for a child. Um, he basically tells her to go fuck herself. Yeah. She's like, she goes to a bar. Breaking down. She goes to a bar immediately orders a bottle of vodka. <laughs> I like that she's pregnant and she he's like, they she give goes her a vodka, bottle. and the guy goes single, double, and she goes bottle. <laughs> and the guy's like, "All right, one, that's not a thing. The there are places that do bottle service, but that's it's like, like that. it's not how that works. Not for a single person sitting at a bar. Yeah, you, and also, what he does is reach into the well <laughs> where his like st- his bottle of vodka with for making drinks is with the sports bottle on it, and just hands that to her. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Fucking stupid ass who gives a fuck Selena Coon shows up. And she's wearing a, a piece of clothing that she has worn earlier in the season, which is a, a blouse that is supposed to be leopard print, but it's not really leopard print. It's just kind of leopard colored, and then there are what look like burn marks all over it. Like, they don't look like leopard spots. They look like somebody burned her a million times with a cigarette yeah, yeah. on this shirt. They have some shitty conversation back and forth. At one point, she's it's like... It's fucking catty. It's super catty. It's well, super catty. Selena's pissed because she got knocked. She knows that she's been knocked up by Buck. Mm-hmm. But then she, like... At one point, she's like, I get it. We drink so what we can feel. And then we drink to make the feelings stop. And then fucking uh, uh, Gail's like, well, what if we want them to stop forever? And she goes, bad gun. It's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking Selena. Fucking <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> Get a little more euphemistic, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a terrible fucking scene. Oh, and the, no, but I, they say, I'm a, there was like a, they're just so bitchy to each other. Like, uh, at one point, I think Gail says like, oh, I like it when, uh, you know, when you fuck some girl's ex, she tries to act like you're a whore, even though you're just fuck you were fucking the same guy. Like, right, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, rough. Yeah, yeah. It's like, super they catty. do not hold back. Um, it's also still a thing I don't give a shit about. So, yeah. like, it's catty, but I don't care. Doesn't matter. Peel and Buck talk about something. Who, who gives a shit? They talk about Selena. They talk about Selena. So it's boring. There's like, but here it's very boring, except for this line that I absolutely love because it's just terrible and dumb. Apparently, uh, Billy Peel is also a brain surgeon now because there's like okay, a sure. kid who's got a fucking like bandage on his head mm-hmm. or whatever, and uh, Buck alludes to somehow helping the kid or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, when I had his skull open and you could see his brains and all. I feel like a guy who is operating on brains wouldn't call them 
brains and all. No. I feel like there's a he would use at least a slightly more technical or term. Or he would just stop at brains. Yeah, yeah. What's the all? Yeah, I, yeah it, it's just a it's and he's delivering that terrible feel southern ac- like yeah. accent. It's just the dumbest thing I've ever not seen. A, he doesn't even need to be doing this dumb southern accent because he's not supposed to be from there. But for some reason, he's doing it too. He's yeah, just he's been just, infected by everybody with a bad southern accent it, on the show. It's so terrible. Um, yeah, some boring conversation about Selena. I don't care. But Buck is like, I want you to help Gail and take care of this baby or whatever. Yeah. No shit. We cut well, back to now Gail's at home. She's drinking more vodka. And she gets some kind of weird cramp. She looks in the mirror and her face starts morphing around like flubber. Like yeah, the yeah, yeah, goofiest yeah, yeah. 90 CGI. <laughs> Literally, she's like, whoa. And her cheek gets big. Her cha- her like, she looks at the chair and it turns all wavy. Yeah, and, yeah, and then everything around her is wavy. And we don't really know if it's because she's drunk or because she's being taken over by, by the, the demon, demon baby demon or what. Baby. I or think both. that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, and then she goes to sleep and she has a dream. She has a dream about the child. She's she grown up. About the child. child's name yeah. is Luke. Of course. And she's chasing him around the park. And she's like, oh, and it looks happy and mommy. And yeah. the kid she comes. looks happy and the kid looks happy, but right. we only see the kid from afar. Then, then she gets to the bottom of the slide. She's like, slide down, Luke. And then Luke slides down and... He's got he gets some, to the bottom of the slide, and his forehead is bright. It's bright. It doesn't. It's supposed to be a monster. It's like we're. It's. I think we're sp- clearly supposed to buy. Like we saw the demon baby. This is the demon baby grown up, so yeah. it should look demonic. Mm-hmm. But instead of making it look like the baby that we saw, they they get a really wrinkly just, forehead. His forehead has is brains. It's not wrinkly. It's yeah, brains. Right. And it's a little gray. And that's it. Just doesn't. That's huh? it. And, and it happened, and I was like, huh? What? Like, yeah. I, what is that supposed to be? The brow is furrowed. Instead of a forehead, it just looks like brains, but then he has hair. Hair on top of the brains! Yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. I couldn't, like, make it a known monster. Yeah. Or make it what the, the thing we saw. Or just don't. Because right? I don't understand Because on the ultrasound, we don't see the baby's brains. We see it have a gross, it has kind of a gross head. Forehead. Yeah. yeah. It is evil, it, angry forehead. It just doesn't make a lick of sense, and it really confused me. Then she wakes uh, up. She wakes up. She has this great... Uh, conversation with Buck that I love where she's just like, you know what pregnancy is? It's a tumor in your body. Oh, yeah. It feeds off all you. It has its own that's, agenda. That's my fucking and middle it, school if, poetry if, right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It feeds off your energy and it has its own agenda. And then after nine months, it goes into remission. And your body rejects it's, it. It's the fucking shittiest. It's so bad, but it's also the most interesting Gail has ever been. Ever been. She's very angry and I like it. Uh, and then she, um... She does say it's me against it at one point, which yeah. I really liked. And then she finally said, that's, this is where finally she says, maybe I should go see, and he goes, well, you need to see a doctor if you're feeling so shitty. And yeah. she goes, maybe I'll go see an abortionist. I'm like, yeah, why don't you? Yeah, maybe you should probably do it. Like, why not? Like, why are you saying it like, it's not even, I don't know. Like, I also don't, other things happen, but I don't understand why she doesn't continue. Anyway. I would do that. No, her next plan is to jump off a building. The it's next like, thing we see yeah. is she's on top of the bank. Buck gets, Buck's driving around. He gets a call that there's a jumper on top of the building and matches Gail's description. Oh, we also find out. Gail's oh, no. Well, she goes and gets another ultrasound. And this is where and we see. And that's where we see where the baby go, mama. Points in his mama. And then uh, the the nurse is there. And then Gail goes, hey, do you see that? Do you see that shit? Do you see that? And then the nurse is like, no, it just looks like a normal healthy baby boy. Mm. So we don't know if like maybe Gail's crazy. But then the nurse... Uh, has an, interaction up with with, has an interaction with Buck where clearly he's blackmailing her because she's been like stealing drugs or something. Yeah. And I really like that in that scene. Uh, so apparently she's seeing this creepy baby so and having we, to, and So, she's so a, are we to buy that the nurse is also seeing the baby and pretending not to? Yes. I was very confused by the scene. I think that happens, was supposed to happen. Is Buck says like, what's going on? And she's like, she's not buying it. Yeah. And he's like, well, you better sell it better because otherwise I'm going to talk about your 
extracurricular activities in the Steel drug pills. room or whatever. And he's got a curette in his hands in yeah, this yeah, entire yeah. scene. And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. He's, a little he's bit of swinging it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta have something to do with those hands. Um, yeah, so I guess that's what we're meant to be. I just couldn't understand what the nurse was supposed to be doing. I think but she's I guess supposed to be sense. acting like everything's chill to make, to gaslight Gail, basically. Right. Uh, which is what she does, and uh, and, but Gail is like, this thing just talks to me through an ultrasound, so um, then uh, Peel... So she's she's at the hospital, she's she's on the roof of the bank, Oh yeah. and Buck shows up, and she's like, I'm gonna do the right thing here, and fight this evil, or whatever, and I'm like, remember when you said abortion, like, eight minutes ago? What happened to that? Go do that, why are you killing it? They don't even explain why she doesn't, you know what I mean? There's no explanation other than, like, it's just not done. I think it's because it's CBS, and, like, you just don't do that on CBS? Yeah. Um, at which point, Caleb shows up. On this roof and talks her on down. On the roof of the bank, out of nowhere. How he knows she's there, I how have no idea. How does he know anybody's there? And talks her down. Yeah. And is like, oh, you're my family. I can't, you're the only family I have. All my family's dead. You can't leave me alone like this. Blah, blah, blah. All very good points. All the very good points. Um, so she doesn't, right? She gets down. She gets down. Um, huh? That's pretty much that's it. That's pretty for much that. it for that storyline. There's some other terrible bi- but Okay, then there's Billy Peel fucking uh Billy Peel tries to get Billy, Billy Peel tells Selena Coombs, my job is over. I'm going to Uganda. And you should come you to should Uganda come with, with me. me. They need here's my favorite part of that argument. It's like they need school teachers desperately. They don't need they Selena don't Coombs. Need Coombs. She's not a teacher. No. She's just a She's just a sultry little minx that you want like, her to kind go of start flirts fucking with... a dictator because yeah, that's what's yeah, going to happen yeah. if you go to any country with an unstable political climate. <laughs> this it's all Selena Coombs. Um, so, so they're supposed a... to leave, and then when it's time for them to leave, she doesn't show up. He comes back. He's like, "Why didn't you show up?" They're mad at each other, but then uh, they get, oh, they fuck. Then they fuck. At but this point, we see Buck. halfway through, Selena gets uh, a fever. So yeah, well, Selena looks like she's kind of red or whatever. Yeah, and you see Buck. With a match, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. Like, so, right, a so terrible line, like, like "Time to light the match." We're halfway through Buck. a sex scene with uh, Selena and Billy Peel, and then we cut to Buck in his office, and he's lighting lighting a lighter, and then no, he has a match. It's a, he it's flicks a match. the match head, and he goes like, "Time to watch it burn," or whatever the fuck he then says. Then he flicks it out, and you see this. He, like he he flicks it with yeah. his thumb and lights him strikes the match with his thumb, and then and he's like, "Fire!" It becomes a wipe. To edit to the next scene. So, like, a ball of fire wipes the screen, and we see them in bed. Yeah. And she's like, I feel so hot. And he's like, what's wrong? And then she, like, is burning up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're burning up. But, and like, this happens can't. This happens in, like, six little flashes yeah. of Buck lighting matches and then putting them out. And then we're in the darkness again. And then he lights another match. We go back to the bed. And, we, and then he puts it out. But it's just, like, for a while I thought Buck was just... These were basically his daydreams about Billy Peel fucking his girlfriend. Because <laughs> things don't happen for a while. Like, bad things don't happen for a while. It gets pretty, like, it's just like, oh, I bet Billy Peel's making out with her, right? Like, it's really, it's really cucky. It feels very cucky to me. He, but what we come to find out is his light of that match is getting her this horrible fever. Yeah. She's, like, got a 108 degree fever in a bucket of the fakest ice I've ever seen. They put her it's in an just- ice bath, which is completely not right, by the way. That's really bad. Oh, I don't know. You're not supposed I've to only- put people with a fever into an ice bath. It'll it'll put them into shock. Okay, whatever. It's not... The least of my concerns about this episode is the fucking veracity of their medicine. I was very uh, worried about those, that. Those ice cubes were clearly styrofoam bricks that yeah, just were, stuck there. It was a terrible fake It took ice me bath. a little while to, to be like, th- I was like, this is supposed to be an ice bath, right? Uh, like, I actually couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know what else it would be. Um, Buck goes, like, so Peel goes to see Buck and is the beat, like, punches him a bunch of times. 
and he's like tells him like stop it like i know this is you somehow and he goes i've seen i've seen magic in africa yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he's been in the jungle so now he's like this she's under a spell i know it how you're a what you're a doctor out of nowhere you believe in magic it just doesn't it's such a weird change out of nowhere because the other episode was all like his initial episode when the whole town was being overcome by magic, was him going, was nah, there's no magic, this is just science. Yeah. And now his girlfriend has a fever, and he's like, ah, I know magic. Yeah. Uh, it just I know magic any- when I see it, because I've been to Africa. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. But Buck tells him then, like, he's like, here's the bargain. I fix her, and you fall in line. You do what I tell you. You're obedient to me. And he literally he, says, kiss the ki- ring. He, like, kissed the ring, and Buck... And, and he holds like, his hand out with, with the, ring. the ring. on it, and then Peel's like, kiss my ass. Damn! Uh, which is hilarious, because he then, like, basically is saying, fuck Selena. I don't give yeah. a shit. No, like, I'll ne- no I, I will let Selena die before I do this to you. Right. Then he goes to Selena, and Selena is, like, kind of out of it, but He's, calling Lucas's name over and over. Yeah, yeah. Then she gets better magically. Even though Peel was like, I won't make this bargain with you, right. Selena still gets better. Then and goes to Buck and is basically like, now you know who re- Buck's like, now you know who really loves you. Yeah. Uh, I've cured you even though you're fucking Peel, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then for some and reason- And then she tries to get with him. Yeah, she's like, so, yeah. She's, she's like, like you, yours you is the name I was I calling out yeah, in my yeah, sleep. Yeah. Like, I'm basically says I'm still in love with you. And he just pushes her out the fucking door. Physically pushes her yeah. out the door. So Closes the face. door into her face. Credits. Like, that's how this episode ends. Um- that episode is amazing in its terribleness. Like it's, it's really bad. It's it's very bad. It doesn't make any sense, but it is at the same time completely entertaining from beginning oh, yeah. to end. Like it doesn't yeah. stop. Uh, so Gambling it was more is fun a twist to watch. That I really like. I liked it very much, and I, I do like it. when they a, when the these the visual effects and devices on the show are so bad that they become funny and not just boring. Right, right. You know, and that was that was one of the, the best, one of the best. Ones. Yeah, for sure. Uh, episode, episode 17. Fuck, what a doozy this was. Whoo, this one was crazy. Boy. Uh, to, well, let's to... start with the worst fucking one of these sexual innuendos, pa- I mean, other than the tuna fish sandwich. It's not even an innuendo. It's just a delivery that it's like, it doesn't make any sense. So we, we cut, we, we show, it opens with like clothing spread across the floor. Clearly leading to a we hear, we hear Selena and Billy Peel having a conversation about, about how, how to kill. kill yeah, maybe you can fall down the stairs. It's mostly like Selena, an and they're kind of you know it's sort of a game. Right. He eventually goes. All right. We fu- basically is revealed that they are fucking in Buck's bed. They believe Buck is on silk sheets. No she, less. She has told Peel that Buck is out of town. Mm-hmm. And they're fucking in his bed. He wants to find some files that this that Buck has stolen about some patient that mm-hmm. some doctor friend of his has wants. Uh, and he's gonna. He's like, all right, I got to get up and get these files. And Selena Coons goes, wait, we haven't come. come to a conclusion yet. It's more like it's more like we haven't come to a conclusion yeah, yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very long pause. It's so like, but also like, why? Like, why not? You, why you haven't you come? Also, clearly, yet? come. You've this is post fucking. Yeah, like, this, this is definitely a post fucking conversation. Yeah, it just doesn't make any. It's such all a your weird, clothes are in a line towards the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Buck shows up because Selena's kind of set Billy up to kill. But essentially, like knows that Buck is going to show up and wants see them fucking in his bed, getting a fight, and, right. and, and then one of them one will have to them kill, them kill the other. Um, he apparently runs away. Now it's school Billy's again. not into it. Yeah, it's school again. So clearly, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Billy's not into it. He tries to run out the window. Selena says, "No, let's stay and have a con- confrontation." Um, we go. Buck is downstairs. He kind of hears them upstairs. He walks up. Uh, we see. 
the room is empty, the window is open, but, or not the window is open, the window is closed, so we see that they've made a getaway somehow. Both right. Selena and Billy have left. Yeah. Buck goes to the window, there is a lipstick print on the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he, yeah, so yeah. and then he, he gives the worst line of the of of the fucking show of, of this episode even though selena just said we haven't come yeah, 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 to a yeah, conclusion yeah, yeah, yeah. top it they top it immediately this is ai writing yeah, he yeah, says yeah. well he says uh uh this wasn't si- this was not safe sex yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he says this was not safe sex selena. and then he takes his thumb yeah, like, and he rubs it through a the line. Of- he doesn't wipe all the lipstick away he just wipes a line through he wipes it a vertical line through the lipstick smear and he smears it, and you hear the sort of like like yeah. sound of when you rub your finger on glass, and it's not threatening at all. Right. Like it doesn't it doesn't come off as anything threatening or dramatic. The uh, symbolic value is completely it's very meh for sure. Uh, it's- oh, there was also a really good line in the scene where um where Billy's like, "Oh, Buck's coming, we gotta go," and then Selena's like, "Why? Like, you know, we're, we're, let's stay and talk or whatever." And then he goes. The man just caught us, like, you know, I'm in his bed for God's sake. I don't think he's going to offer us an espresso. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's such a 90s such thing, a like, espresso reference. was just coming by. And I, it's Billy Peel is supposed to be, like, a cool, yeah, 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 forward-thinking urban. guy. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, a way, yeah, yeah. that's why he knows what an espresso is. <laughs> um, we come out of the, the credits. There's the, another shot of Selena Coombs' class. Mm-hmm. Um, they're learning about, I don't know what, again? But lessons never oh, seem they're to learning matter. about money. Are they? Or are they just learning about random presidents and then Buck brings up money when he shows up? I think, takes out a dollar. I think they're learning about who's on the money. Uh, okay. Well, he takes out they're a, also yeah. talking about Ben well, Franklin. Caleb just knows a bunch of facts. He's like, what? <laughs> he, for some reason, this kid who's maybe not the smartest this whole yeah. time is like, oh, well, whatever president that was was like the head, the, the head of the French Foreign Legion and it, it, it's was, Franklin, invented yeah. fucking baseball. Or whatever He's like, here's a bunch of shit Ben Franklin did. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Buck from the back of the classroom where he has just appeared goes, he had a bastard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. he's like, oops, oh, sorry, sorry guys. Um, Get out of here, dude. Then he takes a single dollar right. and says, you know what this is? It's a buck. Yeah. And then the class laughs. <laughs> and this episode is called The Buck Stops Here. here which they say a lot. 17 times? 17 like, times. It's a, a lot. It's a lot. And so he talks to the class about how it's a buck. And then he turns it. He goes, you know who that is? George Washington. And then he turns it over and he's like, what's that, Caleb? Yeah. Caleb goes, it's pyramid. And then he's like, and then uh, Miss Coombs says, Masonic Temple. And then Buck goes, Temple, just like you, Caleb. Look, it's a Caleb buck. Temple, yeah, yeah. Buck Temple, Lucas Buck, Caleb Temple. Right. They really, really hit. And then he's like, well, what's that on it? And it's like, it's all this Illuminati shit. Like, Yo, we're talking about the Illuminati Morris shit. Yeah, it's in a new yeah. order form. He says it's an all seeing eye, right, the right. third eye. Right. And he starts talking about your fucking pineal gland, right. the third eye. So all there's this a whole shit. motif in this episode of the third eye, you know, the space right between your eyebrows, your pineal gland behind there, and then also an all seeing eye. So. Caleb becomes obsessed with dollar bills for some fucking reason uh, because he, he sees it as proof, fuck, yeah, of some that sort of, they're related. Yeah, well, they, yeah, it, I don't know. it's also he those are related, like, but it's some sort of like divine, like purpose. I think it's supposed to show like yeah, look, things are a, supposed to be thing. this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets five. He's like, can I, he, he goes. Okay, so the deputy he manages to con he cons he, himself five dollars. He gets five dollars out of the deputy and single. So we see him cutting the temple part out of all these out of this yeah. dollar, and then he is made. A temple, an Eye of Horus temple from the back of the bill, he has made one of those large scale on a wall out of cut out circle Which temples from a dollar bill. Crazy. It's like two hundred dollars. Yeah. Like you you were And like making a large collage on your wall is very much crazy. That's mental that's yeah. mental yeah. for sure. Uh no one seems to care. Right. No one's bothered. Um <laughs> Meanwhile, Gail has 
in cooking a roast, kind like it's right. not. It's very so wait, wait, just. So, well, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I want to make sure that we haven't skipped over any. Oh no, we. It's all in the same scene. This is okay. Yeah. Then we'll just do the B plot later, I guess, because it's not that important. We'll yeah, we'll get to the B plot for sure. Um, but Gail has cooked a roast. This is all in the same scene. With the yeah, you're right, right. Gail is cooking a roast, and she starts like drinking the blood that is formed. Right, at the bottom she's got of the pan what looks to be a like a, a like a yeah, it's, like it's a, a roast pot roast. It's a big yeah. roast, and the, the pan is full of blood, and, and the blood is red. Yeah. It is not brown as blood is when you cook it because the, the roast looks cooked. She pulls it out of the oven, and it looks cooked. But here's the thing: it's not cooked. It's, it's like not, it's only, only the been outside. in the oven a little bit, so it's yeah. browned on the outside, but yeah. it's completely. Then raw Then she cuts on the into inside. it, and you can see it's totally raw. And she starts. Well, first she starts drinking the blood with the spoon. Yeah. And then she just starts eating the raw meat. Yeah, which like is she very creepy. Like she picks apart, she slices herself a piece, and then she picks off the even partially cooked piece because she wants the raw part. Right. It's and pretty it's gross. Creepy. It's it's exactly it's, rosemary's baby. Right. Uh, ben is like, "What are you doing? Like, maybe yeah. I was, let's go get you a cheeseburger." Yeah, she's like, Ben's no, like, I want this raw meat. And yeah. she's just screaming no, at ben him. It's kind of like, great. Ben is like, "Don't eat that." And she's like, "Why not?" And he's like, "It's not cooked. Yeah, it's yeah. raw. It's not good for you." And she's like, "Well, I'm hungry." And he's like, "I'll buy you cooked meat. Yeah, I'll go get you a cheeseburger. Yeah. Let's go." Uh, I actually just enjoyed that. I like to it's do. It's just yeah. weird and creepy. Um, and then at one point, she says, "Us." She refers to her and the baby as uh, us. Yeah. She's like, "I'm hungry. And my baby's hungry. So why don't you just leave us alone?" Right. 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 Uh, and she's also frying up some fucking brains in a pan, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's frying just, up, like, sweetbreads in a pan. Yeah, it's one shot of these, like, pale pink sweetbreads and just sizzling. And then it never comes back and right, she never right, eats right. them. But anyway. Uh, um, okay, so, first off, they, this is like, they start hitting the fucking buck stop here puns real heavy. Yeah. Followed by a very adult conversation with Caleb. That I don't understand. Which um, one is this? I fucking can't remember right now. I'm looking at my notes and I'm trying to remember oh, what well, I Oh, well, I can talk about the B-plot because... Yeah, 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 yeah do that and I'll figure out my... Yeah, um, so the B-plot is that there is a man who is a pharmacist. Um, and he... We see him... We open with seeing him on his... Uh, he's sitting in a room with a lady in a hospital. It's his wife. She's in a coma. We find out she's been in a coma for two years. He's reading to her. Wordsworth. Okay. Uh, then he comes out. Uh, he says, like, I thought Buck would have fixed things by now to somebody. They're like, what are you talking about? Turns out um, that he made a deal with Buck about two years ago when his wife, I guess, first got sick or first went into a coma. And uh, the deal was, you know, have her, don't let her die. And I will um, give some judge the placebo as opposed to the pill. You're yes. To so they made one of these satanic deals that, right. you know, b- back in episodes one through six, the show was all about. Right. Uh, and so then he goes to Buck and he's like, hey, why isn't my wife awake yet? Um, like, why isn't she alive? And then Buck's like, basically says, like, you didn't read the fine print, buddy. Yeah, you told yeah, me yeah. to keep her alive. And then he goes, that's not living. You know, she's in a coma. There's a great line there, too, where Buck's like, well, at least you don't eat much. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's so shit. Yeah. He's like. Just like straightening a picture on a yeah. wall when he mm-hmm. says it just doesn't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, he's like, it's oh, maybe great. costly, but you know. And so the pharmacist is like, well, you cheated me because I did what you said and you didn't keep her alive. And Buck goes, technically she's alive, right? You know, right. and then the, the pharmacist is pissed, but he doesn't really know what to do. Um, then. So Billy Peel says he's going, like, we find out that the, the, the files that he was trying to get were the pharmacist's wife's files because yeah. he wants to know what happened to his wife, mm-hmm. why she's stuck in the state. Uh, he sneaks into the house to get the files. Meanwhile, someone, we don't see who, uh, just you see a gloved hand with like right. the spike thing in it, yeah. sneaks into the house as well. To, now, um, Selena Coombs has previously told Billy that the, the pineal gland, the third eye, is, is uh, Buck's Achilles heel. Shoot him there and we can kill him. Yeah. 
while we're in this house, Peel's in the house. It's, it's, it's Buck's house. It's Buck's house. Peel's there to get Peel the files. Peel has come back to look Peel has the come files back to get again. the files. And also then to apologize to Buck. He tells Selena, like, Selena's like, you can kill him. And he's like, fuck you. Uh, I never should have trusted you in the first place. If I see Buck there, I'm going to tell him he was right, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, while he's there to get the files, someone. Because Selena don't keeps see saying, him. let's kill him, let's yeah. kill him. And Peel's like, I'm not really about that. Whoever, while we're, while he's looking for these files, another person with gloved hands stabs fucking Buck in the forehead with this spike thing. Yeah. They're in the hospital next. Uh huh. The spike thing turns out to be some sort of medical equipment that they use to crack open a skull or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's that thing they use when you need to stab someone in the skull. Right. Uh huh. Um, it's got fucking Billy Peel's fingerprints all mm-hmm. over it. They find it in like the sewer drain. Billy Peel the also brings Buck into yeah, the hospital he called, he because said, he comes yeah, downstairs and sees Buck's body. House, I found him. Yeah, and they were like, "What were you doing at his house?" And he was like, "Nothing bad." And yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You clearly killed. A little suspicious. Yeah. Uh so he gets arrested. Yeah. This is where the conversation comes that I find very adult for for Caleb. Mm-hmm. Caleb goes to see. Oh, yeah. So so um, Buck says to Ben, "Get me Caleb. He's yeah. in the hospital bed. He's got." a cartoonish bandage around a yeah. hole in his forehead. Uh-huh. And he says something to Buck. He says to Caleb, like, the the thing about the fucking all-seeing eye and the, the Horus Novarum Seculoro, whatever the fuck right. he's been saying. Whatever Latin time. is on the back of the dollar. Uh, a new order will rise. You know, there's this whole thing that keeps yeah. saying. Uh, and fucking Caleb's like, the buck stops here. Yeah. And he leaves. Because fucking Buck dies. Yeah. Buck fucking Dies. Buck dies, and he dies. Like, and they, he has they a go, like, funeral. They go, he's dead. Like, so, like, he has, like, after he has, he like, he has this conversation with, with conversation Caleb. With While Caleb. Caleb's in the room, he seizes up. They try to like shock him, whatever. And, like, he's gone. He's dead. And I was like, there's no fucking way he's dead. And then the next scene is his fucking funeral. He's fucking dead. And like everybody in the town that we've seen that has had an interaction with him it's, is going by it's kind his of, casket. It's kind of awesome. It's pretty great. They do like, and it's not everybody, but it's like ancillary characters that yeah. had varying degrees of relationships with right. them that are either good or bad. So yeah, like, there are some people who are like, Buck, you were a good man, you always kept your word to me, or whatever. Well, like so they, so one know. of them is the the guy who was banging Ben, the deputy's, like her new husband, who lost his hand right. in the buzzsaw when yeah. Buck initially Magically was trying made to... Things, yeah, he made him basically back into a buzzsaw. And lose his hand. So Tim now you off. see this hook show up on the on the corpse, yeah. and he's going to attack him. Yeah. Uh, there's another guy, I'm trying to remember who the other one is, who's, who's just like spit, like one guy spits on him. I don't it's remember people who that Buck has cheated But then the blind over. black guy from that episode is like, you were always fair to me, and yeah. he like wipes the spit off of him. How yeah. we knew where the spit was, I'm not sure. Don't but matter. whatever, he wipes the spit off yeah. of him, then the hook guy shows up. It's a parade of these characters, and I thought it was done very well. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. But then also, like, he's fucking dead. Yeah, it was nuts. Uh, it, it blew me away. I was, uh, I 100% I was like, he's not dead. There's no way he's dead. I'm going to say this, uh, I really feel like with the, the staff change, I'm like, this is a completely different pace for this show. Because, the you know, the show had a voice, and it was getting very biblical. Sure. And then it became fucking Illuminati. Yeah. Now it's Illuminati. For sure. Um, and it's so fat. It's like, all this shit. Never, never in the first 12 episodes would have would have they had Buck die. Absolutely Anything not. Anything even close. No, no, for sure. And this he is like, hasn't been even vulnerable. Exactly. Like two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, the but pineal then, gland thing was never mentioned before this episode. Sure. Like, clearly this happened. I just I like it. I like, it's more it's a more interesting show now. for sure. He so Caleb then goes to see Billy Peel in his jail cell. How I'm not a hundred percent sure. 
Doesn't but matter. whatever. This little kid is in the jail cell. Yeah. And he, People just like, take Caleb everywhere that's terrible and traumatizing. He just says to him, like, seems like you've been touching a lot of my father's property lately. And there's a whole conversation about how Selena Combs is property. She belongs to one man, but another she man. She belongs is, to Lucas Buck, and Billy Peel crossed him. Right. And now Caleb is going to murder Billy. Yeah, he's like, you're going to pay or yeah. whatever. Um, but, li- but the whole and conversation And Caleb is wearing is, a suit. He looks like a little. Suit. He's coming from yeah. the funeral. Um, he's he, like, I will avenge my fucking father. It's fucking awesome, but like that conversation about what a possession Selena Coombs is, yeah. is fucking gross and uncomfortable because because it, it's coming from the hero and the villain. At this point, yeah. at this point, Caleb's kind of a villain. He yeah. is going to murder people in defense of his fucking demon father, right? Uh, but Billy Peel essentially is supposed to be our good guy yeah. because I can only assume at this point that he has replaced Doc Matt, who hasn't been in three episodes. That's right. Um, yeah, and Billy Peel is 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 the kind of guy who he's he's not good enough of a person to not fuck Selena Coombs, but he is good enough of a person to be like, hey, you're being crazy when she starts saying so we, like, should we should kill Lucas. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. like, hey, look, no, this is over. You're nuts, and I don't want to fucking murder anybody. I just want to do good. And so he's supposed to be, he's the goodest guy that is there, which is sad because he plays drunk very badly. Uh huh. Very true. Oh, Jesus Christ, does he play drunk badly? That sequence. In in the episode, in a few episodes ago where he was like trying to get Miss Coombs to go to Uganda with him, when she doesn't show up at the airport, he just goes to. On a cartoonish drunk. He goes to like some sort of hobo party. Yeah, there's like a trash fire and he's just hanging out by himself instead of with other. He's also like pretending to be a fighter jet. None of it made sense. Doesn't make sense. sense. He plays drunk extremely badly. But then Um, Ben Ben comes and like. He's like, I get it. You're broken up over something. Doesn't matter. What I actually did kind of like that because Ben's been there himself. Yeah. Yeah. So I do kind of like that little time. It did make sense for them to have that moment. Um, it just was his drunkenness was hilariously cartoonish. Very right. Um, <laughs> at one point at the funeral, Gail's like, how could you do this? You know I loved you. No, we you didn't. You just admitted, like, you, just, you spent a whole episode saying the opposite. Yeah, and trying to kill yourself just, so uh, you wouldn't have to have his baby. Right. So that line just didn't make any. And then None Selena's like, ah, shut the fuck up. Like, Selena yeah. shows up and is like, all bitchy. That we're, it's pretty great. Um. And this whole time, They're I'm like, oh, this over is, the devil. I'm like, this is some kind of dream this whole time. It yeah. is not. All of this makes, not, all, all of this happens. happens. Buck's fucking dead. Um, then they we find out out. that, or they find the, uh, Ben shows up at the hospital, says we found something else in the sewer behind the house where the murder happened. Possibly something that belongs to whoever murdered Buck. Murdered person. Uh, he pulls out that Wordsworth book that right. the, the, the pharmacist the farm- has been reading to his wife. Yeah. Uh, and, it's got his initials on it. Boom, they figure out the guy, that guy yeah. killed him. They were like, oh, here's a guy who apparently had a motive to kill him. We right. think maybe the pharmacist did it because he was angry about his wife being in the coma, etc. Sure. Now, there's a scene where the far- the pharmacist goes to his wife and is like, I'm fine. Like, please forgive me for not having the courage to do this sooner. This is no kind of life. I know you don't want to live like this. He's going to kill her. Yeah. He's- and then he goes, oh, you've already gone. And she's she, He sees that she's already he, she's yeah. died in the time he's giving a speech. Yeah. Merle shows up behind him and allows him, like, a moment of, like, she right. wakes she up. She kind of brings the says, wife to life, like, like actual life right. for a minute. So that she can talk and say, like, I love you, thank you. And then he, and so that he can say goodbye, because she her. says, I won't go until you say it. She's right. like, I can't do anything until you say it. And so he has to say goodbye. Right. Actual closure happens. You know, he gets to say sorry and say goodbye. It's the nice. next time we see the pharmacist, Caleb is found to pay him a visit. Uh, he's like, because now you're going to get a taste of your own medicine, is the line. 
we now Caleb has his well, his murderous sights set he, on the pharmacist. He says he says that he's like now you're gonna get taste your own message. Like the pharmacist's on the phone. He goes disconnect the phone. And the pharmacist does it because he's got that Jedi mind yeah. shit. Because now you get a taste of your own medicine. We see Billy and Ben running to see where the pharmacist is. They run into Caleb coming out of that room. When they go in, the pharmacist has just been shoving all the pills into it. He's like choking and dying on all these pills that Caleb just clearly made him eat. Yeah. Uh, they perform like a fucking one of those tracheotomy with the that, pen with the pen that they've done in every fucking TV show for the last twenty years uh, to keep him alive essentially long enough that he can admit that it wasn't that it was his book and that he didn't fucking that he killed Buck he killed as Buck, opposed yeah. to as opposed to the the Billy Peel Billy, yeah uh, um, declare Billy and he's fine and he and so it gets Billy off uh huh Caleb goes to his fucking back to the like the funeral home or wherever where, where nobody is. is nobody is it's just him in the coffin. Uh, takes he has, out a he dollar. Takes out a dollar. He's like, the buck starts here. And he and puts he it on the, the coffin. Lays the call, like he lays, coffin. he's leaving a tip for a prostitute. <laughs> uh, I, man, I've never been to a prostitute. I hope they get more than a dollar Oh, tip. no. It's a shitty tip. <laughs> Look, uh, Caleb has turned completely evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bad tipping tipper. a single dollar. <laughs> uh, and that's it. This episode ends with Buck dead Caleb evil. Caleb explicitly taking up the mantle of evil. Yeah, he's tried to kill Identifying himself as a buck. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's no longer a temple, he's a buck. Yeah. Uh, kind of great. Yeah. All, kind of crazy and doesn't go totally like, you know, all crazy. over the place. Oh, and then we see inside the coffin, Buck's eyes open. I didn't see that that's part. That's the very last part. Oh, I yeah, missed that That's the very last shot. Shit, I yeah. must have looked away when the credits came. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's one of those very last minute cliffhangers. Oh, Literally, it's like one second his eyes open. Okay, that makes me mad because yeah. then if he's just going to be alive in the next. What I was hoping when the next episode. I haven't watched the next episode. But what I'm hoping is he's now the ghost, like Merle is. Yeah. And they're fighting. Well, it's over. not clear with just a shot of him opening his yeah, eyes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hoping they would maybe have us think maybe he was dead for a week, you know, before watching the next episode. And then he opens his eyes at the beginning of that one. But right, right. it's I just think Caleb putting the dollar on the coffin yeah, yeah. and being like explicitly saying, I'm the new evil guy in town. I'm Buck. Yeah. Uh, is a good enough cliffhanger for, sure. for me. But 100%. no, they have to, whatever. We have to have Gary Cole open his eyes. I thought this episode was awesome. I was enjoyed great. it. Um, it's definitely got me excited for the next episode. This, I was kind of yeah. fading there in those like previous two episodes. I was like, all right, what's happening? You're crazy, yeah. but there's not a lot going on. This was like a we're fucking jumpstarting right. real storyline shit, and I really like it. I really like it, too. Uh, Sarah Paulson's southern accent is just consistently distractingly bad. I know I, I know. I keep bringing it up. I know every time she... But it's, it's so... But it's, it's awful. It's like, there are a lot of bad southern accents on this show. Sure. Hers is the worst by right. far. And also, she's barely in this show at this yeah. point. She has, yeah. like, three lines in this episode. It really, I mean, the less she shows up, the darker the show gets, and the more interesting it gets, but I feel it's like... It's also kind of maybe... No, I like yeah, it, but yeah. I think CBS was kind of like, hey, we thought there was going to be more angels Angel in this stuff. show. Yeah, 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 yeah for I think sure. that's part of the reason why they, like, are forced to bring her back sometimes. Uh, that being said, um, this was, I enjoyed it very much. Got anything you want to plug? Um... I don't think so. Uh, go to my website, heysarajune.com, watch some videos, see if I'm doing comedy near you. Uh, yeah. Uh, that is awesome. I Keep your eye out for some shit I'm filming. I can't talk about it too much right now, but... It's very cool. It's pretty interesting, and it involves a lot of hanging out in a mansion and shit. It's weird. Whatever. It's been fun. So keep your eye out for that coming. I'll be in Winnipeg for the Avla Comedy Festival in August. Um... If this should be out Friday, so if you're in Austin, check out the thing that's coming. Oh, Wednesday, I'll be at a, if we're going that far ahead, I'll be at Savage Henry Comedy Festival in uh, Arcata, California, in September, September first through third. There you go. Should uh, check that shit out. 
Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and all that shit. It's awesome for us. We're on Stitcher. You can listen to us there. SoundCloud on and all Twitter. that stuff. At Hero on Twitter. At, at hey Sarah Sarah June. June on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, all that shit. Next episode, we're going to back to two. So we're going to do 18 and 19. Uh, so watch those two episodes and we will see you next week.